Through Endless Ranks of Angels. And you're listening to Law and Gospel on this Tuesday, May the 28th, in the year of our Lord 2019, being a rumination Tuesday. We have with us our good friend, Reverend Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Tom, how you doing after the Memorial Day weekend? Did you have a good Memorial Day weekend? When, when was that? Uh, this past weekend, Memorial Day oh, weekend. Oh, I knew I missed something. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I was a little busy. Busy, huh? Yes, kind of. Um, With four parishes, right? No, no, I was out on Uber. Oh, uh-huh. Made over $200. Is that right? Well, good for you. Uh-huh. Because so many people... I went out Sunday night, see? Uh-huh. When I uh, got back, I left about 8 o'clock and uh, went to 4 in the morning. Wow. Man. And boy, there were a lot of people out do you go all over the place or mostly no, what downtown? Happens, or? I'm sent to a place, uh-huh. pick them up, and then we go to where they're going. Mm-hmm. As soon as I drop them off, I turn it on again, and if somebody's in that area. So I can be all over the place. All over the place. Huh? I've been in Illinois, no everywhere. Kidding. But uh, I'm getting to about three or four out of ten, we start talking theology. I was going to ask you if you had any interesting witnessing. Oh, my, yeah, quite a bit. And I've been even encouraged to write a book on it. So That would be be an interesting one. No, it really would. Uh, Using your Uber driving. Let's see, what would be a good title for that? Uber. (laughs) Uber. Uber. Oh, well, you know, um, what's the first word in this hymn? Up. Up. Uber. <laughs> Uber. No, there's no... Yeah, we have to think of a catchy title for that book. We That'd shall. Excellent book. Now, believe it or not, did you see who wrote this hymn? Yaroslav Voda. Yes, he was asked to write it by Augsburg Publishing House. Am I pronouncing that last name right? Uh, how am I to know? Yaroslav Valda. I've heard I've heard of him before. Yes, Vajda, I, I think Vajda. it is. But anyway. Um, Music by our friend Henry Gericke. And Henry, I had rented a trailer to when he came to St. Louis. He became a pastor. He's at Reformation with Dave right. Pelsu, another one of my field workers. And he also plays the organ here yeah. at the International Center. Uh-huh. And he wrote the um, tune for this. Uh, while he was attending summer sessions at Concordia Seminary in 1973. Wow. And here's what they say about it. I'm not too familiar with just what they're talking about. The ascending leap of a fifth to the octave in the opening phrase, plus the same leaps leading to the pitch height accents to introduce the final cadence, beautifully reflect the spirit of the Lord's ascension. Did you understand any of that? No. Yes. Well, fifths mean like he goes, he starts with D, A, and goes all the way up to 
D again. Uh-huh. Um, up through Endless. And uh, believe it or not, the Augsburg Publishing House preferred to use the word there instead of up. And uh, But when the Inter-Lutheran Commission on Worship chose the text as the hymn of the day for ascension, then the original opening preposition was restored up. Instead of there, through endless. Yes. Oh, yeah. Makes much more sense. Yeah, I think so, too. So um, it is the hymn, but a lot of churches will probably not be doing this hymn because it's an ascension hymn, which occurs on Thursday, all four of the churches I help with, they don't have a Thursday night ascension. Yeah, well, what we do is we always have the ascension on the following Sunday. But a lot of churches don't. They do the seventh Sunday of Easter. Well, you can. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can you can still use the lessons for that Sunday, but uh, I don't think preach so. on the I, ascension. I looked at them, and they don't fit with the they ascension. They don't fit with the ascension. No. no. Hmm. So I've changed the lessons to the ascension. We're going to have the ascension. And I've already told them ahead of time. Uh, kind of what the point of the message is going to be. I said, if somebody asked you, what would it mean had Christmas not occurred, you could tell them. If somebody asked you, what would it mean if Easter had not occurred, you could tell them. If somebody asked you, if Pentecost had not occurred, you could tell them. But if somebody asked you, if Ascension had not occurred, what difference does that make? And I, some of them gave answers, and they were all wrong. So I'm looking forward to this sermon coming up. <laughs> what difference would it make? But without further ado, this is highly regarded. By the way, this was also a hymn done by Issues Etc. Uh, last week with uh, Pastor Whedon. Uh -huh. So right. you may want to look back at that. Sure. He has some interesting points we won't be does. bringing up. Okay. But uh, if you would go ahead with a first stanza, please. Up through endless ranks of angels, cries of triumph in, the, in his ears, to his heavenly throne ascending, having vanquished all, our, all their fears. Christ looks down upon his faithful, leaving them in happy tears. Boy. Up through endless ranks of angels. That's the first question. What's a rank? A rank is like, uh, oh, uh, a step. Uh, I mean, uh, a level. A level is about the best way I can do it. Right. So endless levels of angels. What levels are there? Endless ranks. Yes. Well, here's how I explain it. Somebody asked me, what's the difference in the different glories in heaven? You know, it talks oh, about yeah. that. Oh, uh, yeah. There are different degrees of glory. Right. Yes. And yes. I said, I'll answer that question if you can answer my question. What's the difference between a cherubim and a seraphim? Uh, and they said, they don't know. And seraphim I said, has six wings. Oh, no, that's only in Isaiah 6. Yeah. He doesn't, when he meets Mary, Gabriel. Yeah. Well, how do you know he was a, a seraph? How do you know he isn't? <laughs> well, he, he could be. But yes. So, in some, the, the angels are pictured differently. I'm quite sure when Jesus and the two angels met with Abraham, they didn't have wings. Because Abraham saw them as right, regular right, men. Right, right, right. You know, and yeah. then when they went They can take to, on human form. When they went to Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. 
Yeah. They, you wouldn't be fooling around with guys who had wings. No. <laughs> so that's what I think means ranks. There's cherubim, there's seraphim. What else is there? Oh, um, um, archangels. Yes, very good. Yes. yes. Now, arc sounds like a higher level. Yes. But what do those levels mean? We have no idea at all because the angels all have bliss and nobody's arguing. I mean, can you imagine one angel looking at another and say, boy, I wish I had your wings. <laughs> you can go a lot faster. It was kind of watching the uh, hockey last night. Oh, yes. With the uh, St. Louis Blues. Right. Who, of course, did not win. Yeah. But sadly. some of those Boston players talk about skating fast. Oh, yes. I was really, I mean, I could hardly believe the Blues kept up with them sometimes. <sighs> and so, just like in skating, um, there are some people who can really do it fast. Right. Then there are some who can really twirl around and... And I'm amazed just being able to skate backwards. I don't even see how you can do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, that's just nothing to those guys. No, no, no. It's just like walking. And Yeah. Uh, what's funny is when the coach gets on the ice, he almost falls because he doesn't have <laughs> skates on. But that's what I'm thinking. Uh, and, and the reason you need to do that, the next phrase is cries of triumph in his ears. What cries? Cries of triumph in his ears. Oh, I I would imagine maybe as he goes up through endless ranks of angels, they're all cheering for him. Excellent. I mean, remember well, well this said. is when he returns yep. to heaven's high court. He's he's acclaimed. You know, he's yes. he's uh, triumphed. Revelation five. All the angels he's, are singing. He's the only. He's the the the. The slain lamb that is able to open the the book with the seven seals. Yes. So they try they they cheer him on. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Because there's endless ranks. Right. So does this have a tie in to uh, uh, the Jacob's ladder? You know, angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Is there a tie in there at all? It all I would imagine there is. Because who's at the top of the ladder? G- uh, God. The yes. Fa- God the no, Father. Jesus. Is. Jesus. Yeah. Because he wrestled with. Right. Yeah. Having vanquished all their fears, Christ looks down. Now, who's their fears? The angels had fears? No. The next phrase explains who the fears are from. Christ looks down upon his faithful. Yeah. His faithful have fears. They did. But they don't anymore. No more. Yes. Right? Uh, leaving them in happy, happy tears. tears. Rejoicing. Isn't that an interesting phrase? Happy tears. Yes. Tears of joy. When do we normally see happy tears? Oh, maybe at a wedding or... Um, yeah. In my wife's or, family, all of them were crying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, funerals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was involved with two of them this last week. One of them on Wednesday, we didn't have a live long gospel. Uh, but for the Bible study, we had found one. And I had gone up to do a funeral at 10 a.m., 160 miles away. Then we had a wonderful meal, and then we went to the cemetery, which was an hour away. Then came back, saw Shaddon, who hadn't been seen for three years. Oh, wow. Because he didn't have a pastor. And then uh, uh, did a worship service for two congregations that night. So that was what I call a full day. Man, you aren't kidding. Yeah. 
it was over 400 miles on the car and such, but boy, I, I really enjoyed that. And um, there were happy tears. Uh-huh, at the, right. at the funeral. And then on Saturday, we attended a funeral at my previous church, St. James Lutheran. First time I've been there back, I believe, in 16 years. Really? And it Good was old Saint John James. Smith who was there when I got there. I communed, uh, I mean, he went through on destruction. And I heard something I never heard before. He had a wonderful wife, Josie. Yeah. In fact, John and Josie, I started a practice of having Bible studies in the homes of members but encourage them not to invite other members, but invite people from the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Oh, was... They were the first ones who had it in their basement, and Josie ruined it. Jos- Josie what? Ruined the Bible study. Ruined? Ruined. Ruined? Yes. How did she do that? As soon as you walked in the basement... All you could smell was fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) She had made fried chicken. Nobody wanted to do the Bible study. They wanted to start eating right away. (laughs) It was really fun. Fried chicken in the basement. How about that? Yeah, that was great. And when I heard that I hadn't known, when Josie died, I buried her. And John kind of stopped coming to church. Uh And I found out why he had was because... He just couldn't understand why God had taken her. Yeah. They they loved each other sure. so much. But you know what got him back to church? Was the death of my son, Philip. Ah, yeah. And I heard from one of his friends at the funeral. He said, yeah, John came up to me and he said, you know, Pastor Baker, he does a good talk, but can he do the walk? Yeah. And when he saw particularly Louise and I go yeah. through that yeah. and still faithful to the Lord... He returned to church. He returned to church, boy. And so the point I'm trying to make is how you behave in the world can make a difference for people. Oh, absolutely. Because Christians just behave differently uh, than others. So it's kind of interesting. Stanza two. Death destroying, life restoring, proven equal to our need. Now for us before the Father as our brother intercede flesh that for our world was wounded living for the wounded plate a lot of good a lot of good meat uh meeting in there yes a lot, lot of a lot of good little, meat tr- little treasure yes little treasure in that verse it's really a gift to know how to do hymns and sometimes you'll have um a rhyme like he does have rhyme uh, proves equal to our need and then two lines later, as our brother intercede. Because that's what he's doing. Yes. Jesus is interceding for us that's before right. the Father. In other words, with his ascension, we had a prosecuting attorney, namely the devil. Right. And now we have a defense. An advocate. Defense attorney. Defense attorney. Namely Jesus. Right. And uh, he defends us because of his cross. That's what we call his uh, priestly office. Yes. Now for us before the Father, as our brother, intercede. See, that's the task that he's doing. He's interceding for us. And um, flesh that for our world was wounded, namely talking about his humanity. Right. 
living for the wounded plead. How would you explain to a child what wounded would refer to? Living for the wounded plead. Well, we're wounded. Yes. We, you know, we, we, Absolutely. We're, st- we're still under the cross. Yeah. We're in tribulation. He's, he's interceding. He's pleading for us. Yes. Continually with the Father. I tell you, I'm doing these CDs. There must be 90 of them for the Bible. There's a guy who speaks. The voices are all different depending on who it is. There's music in the background and even noise, like if it's talking in the shepherds, there's sheep bleeding and stuff like no that. No kidding. But I just so happened, uh, the, I'm halfway through it now, and the last two of the halfway were both on the book of Job. And did I learn stuff just r- listening without doing anything? Mm-hmm. Like, for example... Job, I will now use when somebody says, well, my sin was a thought. It wasn't that big a deal. What Job does in the first verses, once a week, he goes and slaughters animals to God because of the possible bad thoughts his children had. Wow. Yes. I mean, that's all you need there. I know. And then I really listen carefully. You know, he's got those three... Friends who basically yes. say it's because of your they, bad they words. They don't really help him. No, not they at don't all. Help him at all. And then the fourth guy comes in, and boy, is he good. I'm going to be using sections of his because he just shows God cannot be thought of properly. He's totally different than human beings. And then right after him comes God talking. And then Job does what I think is the greatest sign of faith. I repent in dust and ashes after hearing God. And so what God did, he tricked the devil into giving Job suffering so his faith would be far greater than it was. In fact, Job even says this, I used to hear of you by the hearing of the ear, but now I see you with my eyes. In other words, I used to hear rumors about you, but now I really understand you. It's just really... I mean, there's so much in Job, but we need to get back to the hymn. Stanza three. To our lives of wanton wandering, send your spirit, promised guide. Through our lives of fear and failure, with your power and love abide. Welcome us as you were welcomed to an endless Easter tide. That's interesting. Who was welcoming Jesus? At well, the bottom there. Well, heaven's high court. Yeah. All exactly. the endless ranks, of, ranks angels. of angels. And then, of course, all the faithful. Right. Yes. All the saints that have gone before us. And there was a different kind of welcome they had on Palm Sunday than they had on Easter. Palm Sunday, they were welcoming, to a degree, maybe the bread king who would get rid of the Romans and nobody thought six days later he would be in a grave. Well, they were probably welcoming because they'd heard about this resurrection of Lazarus that yes. had just taken place. Yeah, in fact, that was the group from Bethany that had been coming with him. And I've heard sermons, and how could they change the welcome of Palm Sunday into crucify him, crucify? Those are two different groups two different of people. Groups, right. Yeah, in fact, the crucify him was a group paid by the uh, leaders of mm-hmm. Judaism to yell out, crucify, and give false testimony, too. So 
to our lives of wanton wandering. You know, wanton. What, what does that mean, wanton wandering? Wanton. Pointless? Uh, yeah. Um, like we're wandering around and yeah, I get real happy. Wanton, wanton would, you're, I think pointless is a good uh, yeah. description of it. Uh, needless. Um, wandering. Frivolous, maybe. Uh, yeah. Fruitless. Uh-huh. Fruitless. Yeah, exactly. That uh, we think we're achieving things. Yeah, I, I know that um, people could be looking forward to go buy a car or see a new house or something, and then a close relative dies, and their whole weekend is yeah, totally sure different. Does. Yeah. They suddenly realize they're wantless wandering. All righty. We now sing what we were unable to sing during Lent, stanza four. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to breathe the Spirit's grace. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to see the Father's face. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to feel the Son's embrace. All right, pretty obvious question. How do we see the Father's face? Well, if you, uh, the Son says, I and the Father are one. Exactly. We see Jesus, we see the Father. In fact, he even says this. If you see me... You have seen the Father. Exactly. And that was really a big point I made in a sermon about a month ago, is a lot of people, they love Jesus, but they're still afraid of the Father. They think the Father is going to be the judge on Judgment Day, and it isn't. It's no, Jesus, Jesus is the judge. And so the point of the sermon was, do you want to know how the Father regards you? Read how Jesus regards right, you. Right. And it's exactly the same. That's right. There's no distinction between the Father and the Son in how they regard you. Now, Jesus regards you because he took upon himself your punishment. The Father regards you properly because Jesus took upon himself your punishment. Both are always about Jesus. There's very little in the Bible about God the Father and the Holy Spirit in comparison to Jesus. All of them, uh, every time they talk, they're always talking about Jesus. What, what does the Father say at Jesus' baptism? He says, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. This? This is my beloved Son, yeah. in whom I'm well pleased. And what does he say at the transfiguration? Uh, listen to him. Yeah, not listen to me. Right, listen to him. Yes. So Jesus becomes the focus of Christianity. And um, when I'm driving for Uber, I'm just amazed how ignorant people are of the Bible. Uh, because no longer are individuals reading Bible stories or Sunday school a lot of times is about global warming and all this nonsense. And uh, it just really is sad that they can leave a church in the morning and not know anything more about the Bible than when they walked in. Now, you have Sunday school at your church. Yes, we have, yeah, we got a Bible class, right? Yeah. And in fact, we have uh, like three Bible classes. Well, we've got one on usually on uh, Thursday morning, and there's one that meets Wednesday evening, a small one. Really? Yeah. And, well, that's nice. And then, of course, they've got Sunday morning Bible class. Well, tell us a little bit about your Wednesday and Thursday. What are the times and what's the subject right now? Uh, the Wednesday night class, they look at the lessons for the following Sunday. Oh, that's good. That's what they do. 
Yeah. And that's I'm not I I don't attend that. That's yeah. led by one of our uh, lay members. Okay. And and then uh, Thursday we've been uh, studying the book of Exodus. The oh. book of Exodus. Are you out of it yet? Uh no, we've gone through I said four are you sessions. out of it? No. Exodus. <laughs> Where is that word used? It's used at the Transfiguration. Very good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when they're, they're tra- when the dis- when Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah are talking to Jesus about his Exodus that he's about to accomplish. That's even what the Greek says at Jerusalem. Exodus. Yes. Right. And of course, his departure. And the disciples really know what's going on. They want to make uh, a worship center for all three of them. Right. <laughs> all right. Tell us when your church services is you and can, where. Yeah, we we have a Saturday evening service. Uh, if you prefer, that's 5 o'clock Saturday evening. Okay. And then uh, the same service is offered Sunday morning at 9 a.m. That's Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Crestwood. And what's the Bible study you're doing Sunday mornings? Uh, Sunday morning is a revelation class. We're oh, just, that's We're right. just concluding that. We're really? Getting, we're getting close to finishing it, yes. yes. All right. I'm Tom Baker, and you've been listening to myself and Mark Smith. God willing, we'll be back next week. And uh, tomorrow, a Bible study for congregations. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.